just just being here, our presence, any action, anything we do is wrong. Welcome to Black Girl Voices, a podcast created to cultivate change through conversation, community, and education while centering, uplifting, and amplifying the voices of Black women, girls, and femmes. Here we will talk about everything from trending topics to Black history to our own personal experiences as Black women. It's like a coffee chat with your best girlfriends. You will laugh, cry, keep it real, and most importantly, get uncomfortable. We are your hosts, Siobhan Montgomery Haynes and Caroline J. Sumlin. Come on in, girl. We have a lot to talk about. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Black Girl Voices. I'm Caroline J. Sumlin. And I'm Siobhan Montgomery Haynes. And this is our monthly roundup. Um, This is probably, what, our second one now, where we just kind of talk about the events that happen throughout the month. Um, maybe some that we found to be the more interesting ones or that may have touched us, um, you know, more. And I figured maybe we'd start off with the not so positive ones, um, you know, so we can maybe end off on a good note. But we do know when it comes to uh, Black people in the news, it, it, it tends to take a tragic route. So um, we're going to start off kind of heavy. We're going to start off with our Amir Locke and the no-knock warrant. Um, you're pretty knowledgeable on that. Do you want to kind of maybe summarize it? I mean, I feel like right now everybody kind of knows about, you know, the situation, but maybe like a little summary before we, we dive in. So Amir Locke, which unfortunately is a situation that happened in Minneapolis. So this is like the third one in third or third or fourth. Goodness. The fact that I even... Right. The fact uh, that we lost out. <laughs> right. Um, in Minneapolis alone with since uh, the murder of George Floyd is just anyway. Um, so basically it was very similar to a Breonna Taylor situation where um, there was a murder that happened. Um, and I think the murder took place in St. Paul. This is what's interesting about the Twin Cities because you have two major cities right next to each other, yeah. Minneapolis and St. Paul. And Minneapolis and St. Paul have two separate police departments. Um, but a lot of people like out there don't know that, like outside of Minnesota. But this particular incident happened, I think, in St. Paul. But I think the people they were looking for were were residents of Minneapolis or what you know, whatever led police to to this particular apartment building to where these particular people that were, you know, um, they were looking for that, that particular apartment building was in Minneapolis. So, you know, St. Paul and Minneapolis police were working together. And from what I've read, St. Paul police was actually like, they just wanted a regular warrant, a regular search warrant that was not a no knock warrant mm-hmm. and Minneapolis police were, they were like, we will only do this if it's a no knock warrant, which I think is just like, huh? Like what? Like yeah, it after makes it sound all, like you have a motive, like absolutely. another motive. And after, I mean, it's just the, the, 
the racism and the and the brutality that is just even though we know it's like the policing system in general like minneapolis police department police department just seems to be on a completely different level Mm -hmm. um in and it's really it's stuff that's been happening this whole time but it obviously is very much showing showing itself now um since george floyd and just since you know the whole the the rise in um filming things and and in information and news in body worn camera footage those like things like that getting out it's not like this stuff is any is new it's just that it's being talked about now it's being shown now but anyway minneapolis police department just seems to kind of be on a completely different planet at this point um so they were actually saying like no we'll only do it if it's a no knock warrant which is crazy and the other crazy part about it was that the judge who was the judge presiding over the Derek Chauvin trial was the judge that signed off on the no knock warrant for Amir Locke. I mean, not the, excuse me, let me, let me backtrack and say that the warrant was not for him. It was not at all. So yeah, his name wasn't even on the warrant. Right. It's it's what they, yeah. So um, the, the, the warrant was for the building that they went to the apartment building um, I don't know if it had specific units on it or whatever, but Amir Locke was not associated with this murder. I don't, I haven't read up on whether he was related to the person that was like in the warrant. It doesn't really matter or, but I don't, I don't know if it was a friend's house or a family's, a, a friend's apartment or a family's apartment that he was spending the night, but for whatever reason, he was spending the night on the couch and had a license to carry yes had the correct legal permit to conceal and carry his weapon so when the no-knock warrant happened this was not a banging situation they did not bang down the door they acquired the key fob from security or front desk or whatever via their warrant i didn't know that was their method of entry that was their mode of entry and I, cause I watched the video because I put myself in situations to watch tragic shit. I don't know why, but, um, I mean, I'm a very curious person. I'm always like doing my research. So they actually just opened the door with the key regular. So we know, we all know if you're dead asleep at four or right. five, six o'clock in the morning and somebody opens your door with a key, no one hears that in the middle of the night. No, Nobody. Just- hear that someone's in the house right exactly your senses might be alerted or whatever so they unlocked the door and they immediately started announcing search warrant search warrant search warrant this is an apartment building so when they walk in the couch is like right there and amir lock he jumps up in like this f-u-c-k is going on and he barely has his hand on his gun but he has his hand and it's like pointing towards the ground, maybe. And, and what I thought was interesting not, is all that was nine seconds. It was not. Yeah, absolutely. They it said nine, nine seconds. Nine seconds to. I don't even think from the officer to... that honestly shot. I don't even think they, the officer saw the damn gun, to be honest with you. I really don't. I'm like, how? How, how, how did you a lot that? of people are saying that that they I did not watch the video. I, I can't. But a lot of people are saying they watched the video and they couldn't. I mean, they obviously know that. OK, yes, there was a gun, but they could barely even see the gun, meaning like 
he barely the really had to go really in. See that. It wasn't, there right. was no daylight coming through the window. There was no lights on in the apartment. So your, your, your light, I, I don't know if they were wearing like helmets with lights or I don't, I didn't notice that necessarily. I noticed, oh, flashlights, they had flashlights, but that's, okay. that's your light is your flashlight. But so, like burglars have flashlights when they break into your home. You know what I mean? Like when you're waking up to just like chaos mm-hmm. and all you see is like some flashlights, I probably aren't. I'm pro- and, and even if I heard the word warrant, that wouldn't, nothing would you register know, out that of That could have been Warren. <laughs> that could have right. been many things. I like, come on now. What? This is stupid. It's, it's so ridiculous. And the fact that they just shot him up, like they were just like trigger happy several, several rounds not a shot, several, several rounds and just took that man's life. Like it was nothing like I this think- is, this is, this is, this is, I don't, mm, never mind. I'm dead. I think, I think what's always interesting to me in, in these specific news stories, ones that involve like, um, um, licensed gun carriers, Mm-hmm. is all those people that you all you know you always see on the internet oh if someone breaks in my house I have something for them right like huh. that energy just slowly goes away like I was reading now here's where I should have stayed out it was the comments but I was reading huh. some comments on like some news stories and stuff and people were like well I would have known it was the police and I wouldn't have pulled a gun what how how would you have known it was the police there's no way I barely There's know no when my way. child comes into the room, you know, like I wake up disheveled, like what, like, you know, like, who are you? Exactly. You know? And that's my yeah. kid that I know lives with me. <laughs> so I just, I always, you know, I feel like the hypocrisy comes out full fledged in, in moments like this. And it's just funny that the, the second amendment screamers and, and, and lovers just kind of, they get silent around this time, mm-hmm. you know, same with Philander Castile, who was licensed. Um, and also in and- Minnesota. Yes. And, um, you know, the other story that we'll talk about, well, I guess we might as well just segue into that story next since we're talking about warrants. Um, It is, so I have not acquired his name yet, but this happened in Pensacola, Florida. He's, he's alive. I'm just going to read a quick rundown of, of um, someone who broke it down really quick and really nicely. Um, a father was asleep at home with his two kids, one and three, when police bust in the door around 4.30 a.m. Dad fires one shot at the door because he wakes up and just sees a guy in the house, realize after he shoots that it's a cop and puts the gun down. With hands up, the dad is apologizing profusely. The cops apparently had a warrant, but it wasn't for the dad. It was the computer equipment that belonged to someone else. They charged the dad with attempted murder on a police officer. In the process, the police take the kids and drop the one-year-old, causing severe trauma to the baby's head. They tried to cover it up, didn't tell the dad that they dropped the kid, prevented EMS from taking the kid to the hospital, and when the kid finally was given back, the baby was unrecognizable. The mom took the baby to the hospital where he was finally given emergency care. Dad is still charged with attempted murder. So that was the breakdown of that. Um, Yeah, I didn't really say a name in there. Um, Fortunately, he's still alive, but for how long he's he's charged with attempted murder like that of a police officer so we know that's if he goes to jail for that which there's a big probability that he will uh that's his life gone that's two children without a father and the fact that they dropped a baby and refused care and no one is being held accountable right now there's no nobody there's no charges against any police officers for any kind of anything 
Um, yeah, I, I was speechless about this. I'm all, I always get super emotional when like kids are involved. Um, so just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Baby was unrecognizable. That's how much swelling that he had. I did mm-hmm. see like a pit. They did have a picture and there's like, I do have like the link to the, the actual news story. Um, and they did say that the police have now launched an internal affairs investigation to the baby's injury, but Mm-mm. The warrant wasn't even for him. It was for computer equipment that was not even his. Once again. And he's doing what a, a, anybody, really, I can't just say a father, anybody would do to protect their kid. You hear somebody breaking in, you grab a gun. He puts the gun down. I mean, he realizes it's a cop, right? So here's all these scenarios that people are like, well, you should have done this. You should have done this. He realizes it's a cop. It's a cop. He puts the gun down. How is he still being charged with attempted murder? yeah I mean absolutely and then I think I don't know why it's not shocking to me so I shouldn't say the word shocking but it's just the way people can continue to find excuses time after time after time it's not shocking it's just like maddening like it's literally like what world are these people in you know what I mean like you just want to grab people and shake them like what what did we do, you know, other than he was, he's black. I just, I don't understand. Um, and then, you know, when it comes to kids, it, it just, it's another thing that makes you realize that black children aren't really looked at as children to other people because you looked at that black child, you saw that black child was hurt. You didn't think they needed care. Right. And like, if this was like a little white kid, this happened to, I feel like the community would be not the community, sorry, society would be outraged because this is a child. Like, you know, you don't play with kids, but because it's a black kid, you know, same, you know, I think, I think about the Philander Castile situation. It's, it's the same situation, how he was able to fire shots into a car with a child in the back, what, seven times? Like our children are never seen as children. That's a def- that's definitely a heavy one to sit with. Yeah. and mind you this is black history month too so it has been a hell of a black history month yeah i'm i'm over here just like you you were like what what did we do i mean our I, our entire existence was I don't know if it's created is the right word, but it's the only word that comes to mind out of the false belief that that our existence, when I, when I say our time, the Black American existence was created out of the false belief that a person who descended from Africa was less than was not a person mm-hmm. yeah. and and every and and not not only not a person but they've done everything from religious justifications to false science justifications from the skull theories to the iq theories to the genetic theories that they have fabricated to try to justify their 
belief and minimize our community. We are not only not human, but like just wrong. Like that are that that just just being here, our presence, any action, anything we do is wrong. Even when we are right, or even if we follow every rule that they've set, we're still wrong. I, the, I, when I finally realized we will never be right was this was like, maybe it was like four or five years ago and it was a physical therapist or behavior therapist. And he had an autistic patient and Uh, the autistic patient was getting aggressive and someone called the police for him. And so he sat in front of his autistic patient and he was like, don't shoot, don't shoot. He's autistic. Like he's, you know, telling the cops this. So finally, like he realizes the cops still like holding a gun. He laid on the ground and said, he's laying on the ground with his hands up and he's like, don't shoot, don't shoot. And the cop still shoots him in the leg. And he says, why did you shoot me? I was laying down my hands up. And the cop said to him, I don't know. And that was when I, I think that was like my wake up call that it just doesn't matter what we do. We're just black. And I even think about it, like even in like humanists, right? Because white people treat animals better than they treat black people. If we're being honest, like white people love animals, racist Mm -hmm. people love animals, but, and they will rally for, they will, I mean, look at like the, the Mike Vick situation, like people will show up and show out to support um, you know, the mistreatment of animals, but won't even do that for their fellow human being mm-hmm. because they're black. I mean, on the, in the same scenario, I don't know if you saw this story that was actually shared today um, in keeping in the same um, topic of police and their um, behavior towards black people. I don't know if you saw what was shared today. Um, there was an altercation between a white teenager and a black teenager, and it was caught on video. This was happening in New Jersey. Okay. And the white teenager was in this black guy's face, pointing his finger all up in his face. He was the assertive, aggressive one, right? Okay. The black teenager try to move the guy's hand out of his face the first time he was just like, you know, kind of a nudge. Right. Like pushes it away. Mm -hmm. Gently. The white teenager gets more aggressive and starts fighting him. Thus the black teenager begins to fight back. And then the fight happens. Mm -hmm. The white teenager ends up to being the one like winning the fight. He's on top. He's doing most like of the, the punching, harm, the, punching okay. the black teenagers on the ground. Lots of other teenagers are, this is in a mall and other teenagers are around and they're videotaping oh, and the, all those things are happening. The cops come, they get the white teenager off of the black teenager, sit the white teenager. One cop sits the white teenager down while the other cop cop proceeds to handcuff the black teenager, put their knee on the black teenager's back. And the other cop asks the white teenager, like, it looks like she's saying, are you okay? Everything's like basically just kind of like patted him. Where was this? In New Jersey. I don't have any words. (laughs) 
I don't have it's I just I I'm already like mad these roundups like I know that like they're ne- I feel like they're necessary I I love that we do them because it's like you know current events and things like that but they it is hard to like just for viewers listening like I do want to to get across that it is really hard to sit and talk about this stuff like just because we're listing off like the terrible things like so we're we're talking about a bunch of terrible things and it is really hard to sit here and not just feel fucking enraged I just think about my kid like my son right like he can't even defend himself now and I think about now ever well ever ever, really I mean but just like what the hell can we do He's on top of him, punching and pummeling him. And, and you're going to ask him if he's okay? I. This is, this is the racism in this plain sight. This is the shit that people deny. That, that, right. This is what gets me so, th- this is what makes me so mad. You see sh- stuff like, I mean, this is not an episode for kids, just because it is what it is you see shit like this happen time after time after time month after month death after death beating after beating arrest after arrest and you still fix your mouth to tell to what about to the what about isms to your fragility to tell us all the ways you've been discriminated against your life is not on the line mm-hmm. i don't care how good of a citizen i am my husband is my children are they are still black and so therefore we are still a threat and that pisses me off because you can do whatever you can do to the best of your ability. If you listen to our Patreon episode, even Michelle Obama was not above racism. And, and I mean, what is, that's like the pit, like the epitome of like a good citizen, right? Like the, the freaking first lady. So like, it, it doesn't matter. The respect about the respectability politics don't matter. Nothing matters. Nothing, nothing keeps us safe. And it just makes me so mad that there's still room for denial in all of that. That you can look at years of history and the now and the fight that we're literally fighting just to have our children talk about Black history. Well, I feel useless. Before I get too wrapped up in that one, because we have a couple more to go. Um, let me just move it right along because I am feeling angry. Um, let's talk about how we kicked off Black History Month with bomb threats. Hmm. Um, let's see. It was the first day of Black History Month with um, the HBCUs who received them. I know you said that middle schools and high schools have now since received them as well. But the very first day of Black History Month, um, Morgan State, Edward Waters University, Fort Valley State University, uh, University of District of Columbia, Howard University, Spelman, um, and Xavier University of Louisiana all received bomb threats. Um, and then since January 4th, that was a total of 21 bomb threats targeting 19 different HBCUs. Shout out to Whitney because she put that together really nicely. Um, I just grabbed a summary from her page, but yeah, 19 different HBCUs and Correct me if I'm wrong, but I haven't heard one thing about it. I would assume one bomb threat, okay, and you know, bomb threats happen all the time. 19 different bomb threats to all HBCUs. I would think you would hear something about it. Yeah, it didn't make it. I didn't hear anything on national news. Of course, because I'm local, I 
heard it locally, but right, right. I didn't hear anything on national news. Yeah. And um, I mean, it was um, investigations did, uh, what's the word, confirm that the bomb threats were racially motivated, for sure. Oh, there's no way you can target all. I mean, yeah, like we you know, know that, but I'm just saying we it's know a that, but yeah, confirmation, confirmation that, that it, and it was some sort of, um, you know, asshole white teenager who was um, very good at, you know, hacking shit and um, racially targeted all the HBCUs oh, where is and the is now white teenager. Oh, I'm not sure. I, I honestly should look up the story. Um, sure he's at home. He's at home. But like, yeah. Longer. happening also with the uh high schools and middle schools in the in the dc area too is is quite concerning they actually um one of the schools which is a um one of the high schools which is very near howard university the bomb mm-hmm. threat happened um on a day where second gentleman um doug emhoff was uh, giving a black history month related speech and they had to escort like get him out and secret service and the whole night right. and lock, you know, get, you know, get the kids. It was a whole, it was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. So, um, yeah, I mean, I I'm, even though I know that the they're investigating, I mean, grant, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they are investigating it. I mean, but they're not, they're, they're obviously not drawing attention to it because they don't care to. Um, well, but, it's because it's the second class citizens who are being mm-hmm. burned. Yeah. If it was a whole bunch of regular, you know, predominantly white schools, Harvard, Harvard, and Yale, it would be Stanford. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially if it was proven that it was racially motiva- motivated and it was a black teen sitting at home, like I'm going to get all these white folks. Oh, that's for sure. Making the news. Yeah. But no, I didn't even see, I didn't even hear about the fact that it was investigated and it was found to be racially motivated. So that just tells you, it's just so frustrating. Yeah. Like I said, I, I only, I only, oh yeah. And there was another one two days ago at Howard. Mm. They've had quite a bit. Yeah. Howard is really getting attacked and it's granted. It's like, you know, yes, they find it to be all clear, but yeah, but what happens until one it's, day, not. it's not. Yeah. Right. Until it's not. You know what I mean? Like, is it a case of this person continuously crying wolf until they feel like authorities aren't going to take it as serious? You know what I mean? Like, who who knows? All it takes is one person to kind of slack on their job and be like, eh, we go all the time, you know, nothing's there. And they kind of do like a half-assed job and then there's really a bomb. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I wouldn't put that past any actually happening because it is a black school. And those are, as as we know, people who are not valued as much as white people in this country. Okay, well, that that was a great start to Black History Month. Um, jumping into, um, you know, just saving some space for our Asian brothers and sisters um, with Asian hate crimes that have risen 361% from last year absolutely insane um but the story that kind of that happened this month um that kind of brought attention to that number was christina yana lee i hope i pronounced the yana correctly but if i did not i apologize um she was attacked 
stabbed to death inside of her apartment by a man who followed her um, all the way down her street and into her building. Um, and then she was found fatally wounded in her bathtub at 4.30 a.m. Um, the, the killer has been taken into custody, but, you know, this comes with just a week before there was a man named Jared Powell um, who was charged for second degree murder because of his hate crime against Yao Pen Ma. Again, I apologize if I mispronounce that, who was a 61 year old Chinese immigrant. Um, and he, he died on December 31st, but um, his murder was just charged, which is why I saved it for February news. But, um, and then you have again in January, Michelle Alyssa, um, a 41, a 40 year old Asian American woman who was pushed to her death waiting for her train in, I believe that was New York. So, you know, just definitely holding space for that community to grieve. I think, you know, this is, it's one of those things where unfortunately it's, it's something we understand too well. Mm-hmm. And I wish it wasn't something that like tied us together. You know what I mean? Like, I wish that wasn't the thing aside from us, you know, being people of color, the fact that, you know, we're dealing with racial attacks and, and just, it, it's absolutely heartbreaking. Like I don't really know what more I could say other than, you know, just my heart goes out to any of those suffering or in pain or that are losing loved ones. I mean, I know we had talked briefly about this in a while ago, like towards the, one of our beginning earlier beginning podcasts, but people were afraid to, are afraid to speak their, you know, their, their language, you know, in public. And I just, that, that's absolutely heartbreaking to just feel like you can't be, and you can't exist. And I feel like as black people, we, we definitely understand what it feels like not to be able to fully exist as ourselves. Oh yeah. 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 Devastating. And it's heartbreaking. And um, one of the biggest things that I want to I think addresses that we always have to remember that the enemy is white supremacy because mm-hmm. um, a lot of people will pinpoint and, and finger finger point like, oh, well, you know, not everybody that's the people that are targeting the AAPI community aren't white per se, right. not, not every time. Um, and that's true. And yeah. that's heartbreaking. And that's, that's devastating. And that just goes to show just how, just how much white supremacy has does it has done its job right because it pins us against each other as people of color mm-hmm. you know so that that is absolutely terrifying and there's a there's a lot of distrust and discrimination between different groups of color because of because of that because from you know the fact that Every person, every group of color has has an anti-blackness, you know, thing that they, I don't say thing, but a level of anti-blackness that they also subscribe to. Mm -hmm. And there's, and it just, unfortunately, it's just, it's turned into feeling as though I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's, 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 yeah. It's hard to find the words though. It it Mm -hmm. really is. It's hard to find the words because it's like, it it feels almost like a broken record. I feel like for us, because it it feels like we're on a mountaintop screaming this Mm -hmm. to try to get people to understand and our, and our throat is raw. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's that. 
Right. Right. And I'm not, and I'm not saying that to make an excuse by any means. It's oh no, wrong. It's wrong. It's hate crime. It's hate crime. You know, it's all trash and terrible. I'm just saying that to say because there are the whatabouts. There, there is the oh well, you know, black people are the ones doing this, and black people are the ones doing that. That's why we hate you guys. That's why you guys are, you guys are killers. You guys are criminals. You guys are, you know, you see certain things in the news, and and it allows for racist people to they think that they they think that that's a justification for their racism um i don't know i'm having a hard time with my words because i think i'm just upset (sighs) i've been thrown off since the the mall situation Uh, um yeah i'm 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 like i yeah i normally have words much better than this but i just for some reason i'm just like sitting with all of this and feeling so just defeated and frustrated um well let's let's do this and let's let's talk about our last i would say negative one um i had a couple more but let's just let's talk about our last negative one because i feel like our um, our mental health matters too like i know we do this podcast for the sake of starting conversations and you know maybe people learning things out of them but i think we we need to prioritize our health so um Let's let's get into some good ones um, after we share this about Shakari Richardson. Um, if you guys do not know who that was, I'm still claiming she's the fast, fastest woman in the U.S. Um, even though she got disqualified for smoking weed after her mother died. Um, she tested positive and she was not allowed to run. It was this big thing. People were saying, let her run um, because she she smoked weed in a state that it was legal however you know due to the guidelines and the rules of the olympics you know she was disqualified um she i feel like as as upset as she was i feel like she really did at some point like come into just like an acceptance and you know she was like it is what it is i did this i'm sorry i'm just ready to you know i'll be ready to run next time um and it was kind of like that situation however we know that the world does not keep that same energy for everybody um especially when their skin is not brown and so we have um i don't i again if i mispronounce the name i'm sorry but com uh kamala valiva um i believe she's 15 or 16 but she tested positive not for weed but performance enhancing drugs back in this enhancement drugs that was back in December. We're just now hearing about it like publicly. Right. Um, and they have decided to let her compete. And so really where the uproar came from was Shikari tweeted and was like, Hey guys, what, what's the difference? She, she did a drug. I did a drug. Hers. I would even argue was worse because hers actually is to enhance her performance. We does not enhance your performance in any way. Um, she is in the Olympics. I was in the Olympics. Only difference I'm she's a she's a woman. I'm a woman. The only difference I'm seeing is she is white. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, I've seen all kind of excuses from oh, but she's I think she's Russian. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's Russian. Oh, but she's younger. And so they said that I guess it wasn't her responsibility. It was the people around her responsibility. Um, but I mean, at 15 or 16, you 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 know, you're not supposed to take performance enhancing drugs. You know what I mean? And yes, she is a minor. However, 
her being disqualified, like, I'm sorry, but yeah, that's just the consequences of the people around you who didn't do right by you. You know what I mean? She should be disqualified, but she's not, she's competing. And so, you know, there's that double standard. There's that not keeping the same energy. There's that racism in plain sight that kind of smacks us in the face and says, oh, and what are you going to do about it? Because there's nothing we can do about it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I've seen people, people have definitely been expressing their outrage. Um, I haven't seen the Olympics make any kind of like statement in, in regards to Shikari. Oh, uh, I doubt there will be one. They won't. There won't be one. At this rate, we're just going to continue shouting on into the, into the abyss about all yeah. of these things, which is why I feel so flabbergasted at this point. I'm just like, I'm not even communicating what I want to say, like. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't I didn't think all of it was affecting me so much, but Lord have mercy. It's when you sit down and I think what it is is like we've learned to like cope. And when we have like this incident happens, okay, we gotta keep moving, we gotta keep pushing. And then you know, at least sometimes we get a couple days in between the incidents, right? So then we're like, okay, we gotta keep moving, gotta keep pushing. But right now, like we're talking about all of that at once. Yeah. And it's kind of hard. It, it makes you realize that, okay, yeah, I have just been moving and pushing and not sitting with any of these feelings. Yeah. Very, you know, very true. Cause a man, a man was killed <laughs> in his home and I still have not processed that. I purposely kind of like skimmed through the story mm-hmm. because I was just like, you know, I don't, I, I haven't processed I anything. It. No. And I think like I even said what I said about like the whole, you know, white supremacy thing when you're bringing up like the stop the Asian hate, because I think I'm so like afraid that because we are always just painted to be such evil and and mm-hmm. threats and criminals and, and even when we're right, we're wrong kind of thing we were talking about. So any wrong is just going to amplify it's an excuse for the racist to be Our, like, see what they did. Right. right. Amplify that racism. And again, it's not that I'm saying that it's not trash. It's not, it's, it's, it's wrong. And, and we, we're, we're never, we never once said that groups of color and people of color cannot be discriminatory or biased or prejudiced. Right. We right. just said that the actual structural racism cannot happen From against what? us specifically as black people of course but i would argue people of color color because of the structures and systems that are in place but every structure and system that has been almost every structure and system that's been put in place within our country was specifically about black folks almost not all of them there's definitely a few that um of course that we know of but um anyway it's just it just feel like I, I almost get like this anxiety around just like any time because like, because like, like just like any other race, like we, we have sucky criminals and, you know, people, right. people doing but see, crappy I think that, stuff and, and hatred towards you like that. And we're not saying that we don't, it's just right. like, and I feel like the difference like, don't, though, yeah. is we don't try to excuse it. You know what I mean? Like we're like that person's trash. He's wrong. Lock him up. Right. But then when a white person murders a person of color or murders a black person, there's always a justification for it. Or not even there's always any anything racist, of course. Right. But he should have done this or he Mm -hmm. shouldn't have been doing this. Or how do you know this? Or you don't know the full story. 
I don't need to know the full story to know that this, uh, a black man killed someone and that's absolutely terrible. And it's trap, you know, unless we're talking like some self-defense story or whatever, but in this case, talking about this story, I don't need to know details. I know he killed someone and he murdered someone, an innocent mm-hmm. person, and right. that's trash and he deserves to go to jail for however long he goes. You know, there's no justification there. And I think None. that's speaking about your your anxiety. I understand that because I thought that too when I was looking up Christina's story and I saw mm-hmm. the suspect and I was like, shit. That's the first I mean, I, I think we all do it when we when we see a yeah. new story and we're yeah. like, damn, damn, was it us? Like we that's the first question we ask was he and, and you know your friend will be like yeah girl you know it, it's it's because we already know what we're up against any yeah. extra added negative anything yeah is, yeah and it's it's not because we agree with what has been fabricated about us no. but it's because right. we know that if something happens like you said mm-hmm. it's that it's that justification. And especially when we're talking about in the instance of racism and hate crimes, it's almost like, I don't know. I don't, I don't want there to be this belief that our racism is not justified or like, or not, I'm sorry. That's I'm sorry. Our cries about racism there we go are not justified because a member of the black community committed a hateful right right targeted racial attack towards another minority group no i know i'm saying yeah no i get that and I mean, it, it's it's sad that we even have to feel that way, that we can't even just focus on like being able to say that individual is trash. You know what I mean? Because we have we have we have to have that anxiety about how mm-hmm. it's going to affect the perception of the black community as a whole for our safety, mm-hmm. for our literal safety. Right. You know what I mean? And I don't so. want it to sound like it's the same thing as white people that say, well, not all white people, because it's not Mm-mm. the same. No. no, it's not the same. That's that's the difference here. It's not the same because. Right. An entire country was built and the systems and structures and laws and practices were built for the sole purpose of protecting whiteness and maintaining white power and everything else. And anything that wasn't that was trash. And if you were black, you were more trash than that. And and as a result, we struggle so much. And I think I just, I think my heart just breaks for our community because of what so much of it has turned into yeah no that's, that's like real. i'm heartbroken i think about the violence that it's even the violence. Our community right that's 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 yeah. what i'm talking about that's exactly what i'm talking about right the self-hate you know what i mean like the 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 brokenness of our family structures the i mean there's it's affected us in so many different ways. And it, it's even more sad to see how strong that that white supremacy culture really is, that it has transcended through generations of time. Mm-hmm. But that's because we still have the structure. The structures aren't being dismantled. You know what I mean? So, yeah. All yeah. right. We're, we're getting out of sadness. We're getting out of sadness. We can't. <laughs> um, yeah. 
let's it is february february's love month so i want to i want to talk about my favorite happy topic simone biles got engaged i know very excited i was so happy for her like i was literally looking at her tweet like she texted me or something like she was like girl i got engaged mm-hmm. um so shout out to them um I mean, it's nothing really to harp on there. We're just excited for our girl. Of um, course. If you, if you haven't listened to the Simone Biles episode, go listen. You'll you'll see how much we love her. But um, and then let's get into the Super Bowl for a brief second. La 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 la. It's the one and only Dio Double G. You know, with the Dio G R E, my bad. Yeah yeah yeah. Hey, Dr. Dre, mother. I like how in the Super Bowl he said "Little Busters." He said Bro. "Dr. Dre, Little Busters." There were so I was so so it was so crazy that I was so into the TV that there was like the little keys I didn't like that I missed until I got on Twitter and people were like talking about it, like the Eminem kneeling, and when Dr. Dre said something about the police that he was supposed to leave out. So Miss not loving the police, not loving the police. Yes, and those were things that you know prior to the Super Bowl were not approved. They said, "Don't do it. Leave it out." Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't focused on that. I, we'll get there in a second. But Mary J. Blige and her epic boots, okay, Auntie Mary, out there doing her Auntie Mary dance because we all know the little two-step mm-hmm. shuffle that she's gonna do every single time. Um, Fifty Cent, you know, Fifty Cent. Fifty Cent. He a showed. He's up. a bully, but I was so height when he showed up i was like ah. is my problem he's one of my problematic faves but like my fave from like the past when i saw him hanging upside down i was like in the club in the club and the- <laughs> trey was like, like we're gonna sip a cardi like it's your birthday and you it know we know so- like, it's not your birthday epic. from from start to finish and then i was surprised dr Trey played the piano didn't I don't know why I was. I know. I was, I was like, like, it's just so much on. talent happening. Right. I know. I was so, it was so, so many black musicians and black talent. And he, was, he was, oh, he was up there him. doing the producing on. I right. love the fact that he had the whole, like, you know, it was really showcasing. Was it Compton? Like, was it all of Compton? I think they had. Yeah, that was all of Compton. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, Dre was like, the his whole, like, soundboard oh, yeah. was up there. Like, he was really doing stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, like when you like, play the piano, I was like, "Whoa!" If, if anything the out there is gonna talk about how hip hop is not real music, y'all, man, like, right. look at this is true. Like, oh my god, I was getting I was my so, life. I was, I was about to cry with Mary when she was hurting. I was hurting. You know, it doesn't matter when Mary sings, you're gonna feel hurt. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what season of life you're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mary sang her heart out. Um, Eminem too. I love I Eminem. Lo- I oh, we love Eminem in my house. Yes, we we yes. are very big Eminem. This I, one of my husband's top three. One of my top five. Yes, absolutely. And yeah, I loved how Kendrick. Out, uh, when Kendrick segued into him, I knew Eminem was coming next because he started he started putting Eminem's lyrics into his song. Mm, I forgot about Dre, and then he said, "Oh yes, yes, yes." And I was like, "Oh, Eminem's next." And I heard and I heard it. I was like, "Ah." You know what I always have appreciated about Eminem? When he moved your lips. He has always just remained like simple. Just a t-shirt and just one little chain and J's. He has always eight mile. (laughs) No, I know, but he has always real (laughs) for like ever. Since since he first came out, he's been the same. Like he's not flashy. He's always got the hoodie. Literally the same. Yes. He's literally the same. And that's what I love about him. And he came out. And the fact that also these are people in their 40s and 50s, all of them. They look so good. Everybody looks so, so sexy. Good. I was like, like we, even we I was just like, okay, we aged so well. 
we Eminem's Asian well too, so but that's well. what happens when you're not racist. Just saying. <laughs> oh, Anderson, shout out Asian. to Anderson Pop. He was he was up there too on the drums. Uh, it was just so dope. And I think for the most part, there were, you know, there are a few internet trolls. There's always going to be some racists. But for the most part, I think what my joy was was scrolling Twitter and seeing black, I mean, white people too, but seeing people like flip out. Like, we were so happy. Yeah. It was just so much blackness on the stage. It was, and, and it was the it was first time hip hop has ever, ever, ever <laughs> taken center stage, like just straight yeah. hip hop. Right. Because there was no, you know, normally they do like a little hip hop and then we have like a little, you know, pop rock or what, whatever, punk rock. You always have to bring pop. something into it to yeah. make it palatable. But they left it. Yes. And I, and I was waiting. I'm not going to lie. I was waiting. Like, I was like, okay, they're going to bring, you know, somebody's going to come out like a country singer or something we're going to segue into. But I was like, is Eminem the whitest person on this? <laughs> oh, I could do this. Like, I. No, it was great. Yeah. I'm still getting my. I feel like I was at the concert. I've watched it several times on YouTube. Me Just, too. Okay. I'm so glad I'm not the only one because I thought I was weird. <laughs> I watched it a couple times. I thought I was well, weird. Because I had okay, so then I had to catch the little things. I wanted to hear mm-hmm. Dre say the the police thing because I was mm-hmm. like, okay, are people reaching? But he he said oh, it. No, that's part of and his then, song. That's part of the song. Still Dre. So that's not. I, but no, but I didn't know if he actually said it or he, you know, or he, mm-hmm. I guess changed it up. However, the NFL said that he was supposed to change it. But when Eminem when Eminem started kneeling at first, I really had no clue what he was doing. I'm not gonna lie. I I'll thought he was paying part. tribute to Tupac. <laughs> I was just like, I'm like, okay, because he was playing Tupac's song, and I figured, oh, we're gonna pay tribute. I thought a hologram of Tupac was about to come I out. I did think we were gonna. I get a really hologram. did. I was like, okay, Tupac's here. He's here, and Dennis was like, Tupac, is that you? <laughs> right, but, that, but when he took a knee, I was like, I still, but it still never registered. Still did not register until no, I didn't I, register like, until after. Yeah, yeah, until I started like reading things. Because mm-hmm. I was like, what? At first, I was like, what is he doing? And then he was down there for a long time. He was, like, he, he was really down there. He wanted to let us know he was kneeling. Like, he didn't yes. want you to think he was tying the shoe. He right. wanted you to think he was kneeling. Because <laughs> I was like, and then I told my husband, I was like, is he, is he out of breath? Like, a lot of tweets were like, I thought he was winded. <laughs> like, I did too. I thought he was winded. So I was like, is he taking a break? This is kind of, this little ghetto. Just take a break on the stage, you know? Somebody <laughs> hand him a beer too. Like, what, what the hell? So I, I thought it was taking like a little break. I'm and sorry. then I got up and I still had no clue what he, I, I, I was too worried about everything else. I still had no clue what he was doing. But then I got on Twitter and then when I saw that, it really oh. did warm my heart. Now, I will say, the only thing that kind of made me, side eye a little bit is how in am and amazed people were by him taking a knee like black people have not been taking any i i listen i admired him for it because that is a big thing to do on a very big stage when a very big organization tells you not to do it right like Mm -hmm. you know he could be they'll probably be barred from the performing again which whatever it's cool oh hip-hop will never be center stage at super bowl ever again we had a chance Okay, right, Snoop Dogg did the sea walk on stage too, and he wore his colors. Okay, like and threw up. The oh sea. my god! Are you I, I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get back to the trip. <laughs> We're but never coming back. <laughs> we can't ever have nice things, but but no. So when I I I really appreciated that, and I really respected that because I felt like he was paying his respects to the black community because the black let's be real the black community made Eminem right oh for sure like he is a lyrical genius obviously that came from him but his 
influence came from the black community. And right. so I really appreciated that for him. But what I did not appreciate is everybody talking about how brave he, he was, was the perfect one how to do amazing. that. I saw that. I saw that. Comment. And I was, he was like, the perfect one because he was white. I was like, I was like, Colin Kaepernick did it. All the pl- many players did perfect it. Um, it was a lot of people that did it that were black and y'all were not amazed. They're black. But you know, but back to uncle snoop uh crip walking i was watching a tiktok because now all like this this whole white gen zers are like oh what's that dance that that uh Mm-mm. that snoop was doing oh, right and so somebody made a tiktok about, i'm gonna see if i can find it it's hilarious a black woman she like did a stitch so it's like them trying to do the crip walk like some white teenagers trying to do the mm-hmm. crip walk and her doing a stitch and she was like baby let me tell you something that is not the dance that you want to be doing in my and she yeah. was like this is not a dance okay and she started talking about like you know how it's like a, a gang culture and et cetera, et cetera. but mm-hmm. <sighs> super bowl you see that brought my spirits up that's what we needed to talk about we should have yes. just did a whole episode on this i could have i could have done a whole episode on super bowl we definitely could have that's how but there, there was of course a lot a lot of racist folks out there that oh I mean, there, yeah there, were, there was so many racist i turned that trash well. off i didn't watch that trash the nfl is trying to be woke and of course, you know, there's, there's because, the NFL is problematic. We know. <laughs> well, duh. Right. That's that, that in and of itself, you know, because the, there's a, a they were literally discrimination. Fi- right. They're literally right fighting now, racism. So, right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, of course, there's also going to be racist white people that will use the fact that there is that that gang culture is a part of hip hop culture to justify their racism as well. Yeah. As in. Mm-hmm. There isn't stuff that goes down in every as, if, as if white supremacy isn't a part of white culture, but you know, we won't isn't that a gang? Isn't white supremacy is that gang? Isn't the KKK a gang? Isn't and isn't that a part of white culture? But you know, we won't go there. Confederate flag is a part of our heritage. No, it's our heritage, not hate. Right. So anyway, I mean it's 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 something that it's just you it's it is it is cultural it is it is a part of even even if you are black and you most of us are not associated with gangs whatsoever like that's a very majority of us are not associated with gangs okay like 80 very slim slim percentage of black folks that are associated with gang culture you do not pick blood or crip when you come out that's not we don't get born and then the doctor asks which one would you like them to be that's not how. <laughs> right that's I was like come out of what I was like so confused because I was thinking like Greek like organizations <laughs> I was like well when I pledge AK no they didn't ask me that but um but right it, that's that's not that's not like who we are of course that's right. what people will think because that's a part of some of our music but you have to really just do your work to do your research to understand why that is a part of our music and why even if you are not associated with like I said most of us not being associated with gang culture whatsoever why that still is something because it is something that we still have like this cultural affinity is that, right. Am I saying that correctly? No, no, I, I definitely, it, it's always been something that's interested me too. Yeah. Because we're not 
affiliated like like right, we said right. like most of us aren't affiliated so it's very foreign to us and don't like, want to be like we don't, don't know want anything to about I'm anything about I'm being a crip although or a blood. Like, I would I, maybe I like to interview a crip or a blood just to just to pick their brain yeah, about it, it, black, black like culture it was, and... it was brought apart in it was a part of insecure as a joke obviously yeah, yeah. the guy I don't know if he was really a blood or not um uh yeah thug yoda I know Remember, who you're talking about. Yeah, yes. that Yoda, who was the ne- who was their neighbor. He never he was a blood, so he never said he his C's. Though. He's yes. talking about. I'm, I'm oh, teaching my yeah. daughter his a- her ABBs, <laughs> and then she was chocolate bit bookie <laughs> and then when, but whenever they were around like yoda they wouldn't say the c's either like there was one time when isa was throwing that party and like they're like oh yeah we got bumpity <laughs> and then when, she, when he like came into the uber like a, like a couple seasons later and he was like i need to go on the on the corner of brinshaw and she knew exactly who it was she turned around like what like yoda's at you so like yeah you know like that isa is not a part of a gang but she put that in her her show because gang it's culture a small is, a, part. is a small part of you know the the the, the certain black let me just um, say it's a, it's some there's some associations with gang culture there's some association with black culture let me say that there's some intertwined maybe intertwining intertwinedness yeah 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 because you know sure. people hear exactly what they want to hear so let me let me just go there okay we're gonna end this with the most exciting news we hit 10k downloads yay thank you to oh, all of y'all you said that i thought you were talking about 10,000 followers on instagram oh we no also we hit 10, a while ago and i forgot to <laughs> shout that out but we did hit 10,000 followers we're at like 10.4 now i think but uh so shout out to y'all for following and for you know learning and listening and people who are there genuinely and not you know to argue uh we appreciate you guys but the people who listen to little old us on our podcast you know yeah. we, we appreciate that that's pretty that's fast for ten thousand. i know i was like that's right it's six months yeah that's a big deal so we appreciate you guys we you know yeah we love <laughs> it and we love you thank you happy love month and and happy we, black history month <laughs> and happy black history month i i'm about to petition to see if we can have black history month in march because i don't feel like we got our full time <laughs> We don't. And we don't all this ever. BS that happens. <laughs> ever. <laughs> I might, mine might end like the second week of March. But you it know. never ends in my house. It's just always it black history. Right. It does not end. It does yeah. not end. Let's be real. <laughs> but yes. Um, you know, if you guys are not following the Patreon, go follow it. Um, it's linked in the show notes. Go follow our personal pages if you're not already. And oh, rate and review this podcast, guys. We are try- we're trying to get our numbers up the more ratings and reviews we get the more visibility we can get and the more people that our podcast can reach so if you have not left a rating and a review go do that too um but yeah we will talk to you guys next time thank you for listening to the black girl voices podcast If you loved today's episode, we would love it for you to leave us a five-star review. If you would like to support our work, visit us on Patreon at patreon.com slash blackgirlvoices or head to our show notes for the link. Lastly, we would love to hear from you. Come follow us on Instagram at blackgirlvoices and say hello. Remember, you are heard, you are seen, and you are loved. Your voice matters. You matter. See you next time.